0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Events Unpause podcast. Throughout this five-episode podcast series, we've talked about the ways the global pandemic changed the event industry and how we are all adapting. In the last episode, we discussed four sticking points for executing a successful hybrid event. If you haven't checked it out already, I really do encourage you to take a listen. It's a great one. Today in our fifth and final episode, we'll look towards the future. Many of us are wondering what the future of our industry looks like. What does the return to -to face-to-face look like and how can we better engage event attendees? Truly, what is next? Now, it may look a little different for all of us, but I'd like to provide you with some key points that we can all benefit from. During our recent Next event, we sat down with Megan Henshaw, the Global Events Account Manager at Google. She shared some of the challenges faced by Google and the industry as a whole.
1: Google was not insulated from all of the challenges that 2020 brought, right? Like, we very much felt those at Google, too. Um, I often compare last year to, like, one of those movies or television shows that you see where you're like, is this, are these characters ever going to catch a break? Like, can we just have, like a calm episode, you know, it was like every month something was flying at us and, and our team had to be incredibly agile, right? Like, as I mentioned, we build and operate physical spaces, right? So we're on Google campuses and none of that, none of those physical assets were any good to us last year. So we absolutely had to pivot, um, to what we were calling digital first. Um, and we had to innovate around that based on what we had, I think, everyone across our industry did a lot a heck of a lot more with less last year and we were no exception right and we we also were heads down and upskilling across our team as well as helping googlers to upskill and understand how to get started with this transformation to digital so um you know we experienced a lot of the same challenges that i'm hearing from across the industry um we're so lucky at google that we have had resources to deal with that but very much the same sort of pivots, <laughs> like an overused word from 2020, but same sort of like agility need to sort of like, reimagine, reassess and just move very quickly.
0: As a result, Google global events changed a lot throughout the pandemic. Megan explained how it's helping frame their omnichannel strategy for the future.
1: Obviously 2020 created the need um, for a complete reimagining of uh, around experience design and and what we do. Um, And we're also designing for a dramatically different society coming out of all that we endured and survived last year. So really looking at human centered design based on post COVID, post 2020, appetites, priorities, uh, behavioral trends. Um, So that's something that's sort of at the heart of how we're thinking about the future right now. Also, like, this is going to be broken record moment, but digital and hybrid are now part of an omni-channel engagement strategy. Like, they are not going anywhere. They are here to stay. Now we have to do all the things well. Um, So we're really looking at how we build out and scale up um, skill sets, talents, resources around, you know, all of that digital hybrid and in-person. And I think the last learning is, like, it is a really exciting time to be in this business, um, and I'm incredibly inspired by what I've seen this year with, you know, the innovation, the collaboration, people willing to, to share um, across our industry. I'm just like super proud of how we showed up. We're moving out of this, this pivot, right, business continuity being top of mind. We're out of survival mode now, Um and we're moving into like experimentation, piloting, um, innovation, and, and like, even more meaningful collaboration across our industry. So I think big things are coming this year, and I can't wait to see what everyone comes up with.
0: Thank you, Megan. Those were really great points. And at Merit's Global Events, we couldn't agree more. There's a lot to look forward to in the future. We're entering a time in the events industry ripe for experimentation, creativity, and redefining what good experience design looks like. Now, Megan shares what she calls the four C's. These are four pillars to keep top of mind when designing engaging and impactful events in the digital, hybrid, or face-to-face space.
1: The four C's. Community is the first thing, and this is across not just digital and hybrid, but face-to-face too. Like, I think we're in enough of a societal and cultural shift that this applies across experiences, all experiences, and I think we're, entering a world where community is the commodity and community is the value. And it's no longer about the content or the, the snazzy speaker or, um, you know, those those types of programming. It's about bringing people together for meaningful connection and allowing them to learn socially from one another um, and engage as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first one. The second is co-creation. I think we're moving into a much more active uh uh, the, your audience or attendees want to be more active rather than passive. They want to sit at the table. They want um, to have a say in, in how they're engaging. And so I think creating co creation opportunities for your audience is really important so they feel seen and heard. Um, and to piggyback off that, the third C is choice. Um, and this is maybe, I think, the thing that I'm most excited about exploring in our work in 2021. Um, I think we've lost, we lost control of so much in, in 2020, and spent last year like uh, really in control of nothing, right? And now we want autonomy over our own experiences. And as our priorities have shifted, I think we need to invite people to engage with us in ways that make sense to them and meet them where they are. Um, so I think offering uh, choices inside that omnichannel mix is really important. Um, and, and how we speak to that, the language around it, the communication around that, I think is a really big opportunity. Um, and then the last collaboration. Um, I was talking to another event professional recently, and I was like, we need to be, we need to be tapping into the gaming community. We need to be tapping into the forum community. We need to be tapping into these online communities that are already successful and very established and are doing it well and creating safe spaces for people. Um, and I think collaboration is key. We don't have to have all the superpowers, even the Avengers, were a team, right? And I think the more we bring in people outside of our, our niche disciplines and domains and invite them to help us do this correctly and as, as optimally and innovatively as we can, the more we're gonna, gonna get right.
0: Community, co-creation, choice, and collaboration, such powerful drivers for transforming our events. Incorporating these with a constantly evolving relationship with technology is so important to creating safe and impactful events, especially for hybrid and digital.
1: A big opportunity for our industry this year uh, is to start to create some really healthy techno-social norms
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as more of this stuff moves in a digital hybrid. And I think technology is not gonna ever solve for all of the gaps that we're trying to fill right now. Um, it it can't, a lot of this is about how we interact with the technology and how we invite people to engage the technology and how we're moderating around the technology. Um, So I think that is actually a huge opportunity and something that like, I'm all the way down the rabbit hole with right now, researching and reading about, because I think it's so important to create safe digital spaces and create healthy habits around how we're using the technology. And I think that's a way to create meaningful connection and fill some of the gaps with networking and serendipity, Um, but but we're just not fully assimilated to that yet. We're not there yet.
0: Even with so much talk about optimizing and planning for digital and hybrid events, it is clear Megan is energized by the idea that face-to-face is coming back, and it has the potential to come back in a really, really big way.
1: Ultimately, we as human beings, uh, we innovate, we ideate, we solve problems when we are when we come together and we talk. And this is a great way to do it when there's nothing else available. But there are certain things that are only done optimally when we're together in shared physical space, having a shared physical experience. And. Um, One of the reasons I think it's such an an exciting and awesome time to be in events is we're the stewards of that experience. We're the ones who are driving that strategy and making sure that it's done as well and thoughtfully and intentionally as we can. Um, And that's important stuff as we go into 2022. So, so yes, face to face is coming back. I think it's coming back in a big way. We just have to be really, uh, really considerate about it and, and really sort of, do some dynamic transition planning and be prepared to help people through those micro norms on our way to the new normal. As we begin to
0: consider going back to -to face-to-face and meeting together in person, we must make sure we plan accordingly to ensure guests feel engaged, but above all, that they feel safe. Here's what Megan had to say about Google's plan for the near future.
1: We're in the process of exploring a lot of pilots this year. I mean, as we look to accommodate varying risk tolerance and make sure that people feel safe and seen and considered when we invite them back um, into shared spaces. Um, We're looking at how to activate outdoor space. We're looking at uh, what technology we need to do hybrid well, right? So there's an equity, as much of an equity as possible in those experiences across a global footprint or a distributed footprint. Um, we're looking at ways to to activate micro experiences in an equitable way. Um, but I you know, at the front of all of this, right? So like the utmost priority is safety um and, and explicit communication around what we're doing to keep people safe. And I think there's so much like uh, I forget where I heard this term. I think it was on an event in B. Um, event, but someone called it hygiene theater, and it's was like, "Oh God, that's terrible." But it's but it's happening. Right. Um, so we really have we're really committed to making sure it's reality versus optics. And when you come into our space, you're safe, um, and that you know what we're doing to ensure your safety.
0: You know, all these conversations have me feeling really positive about the future. And I must say, I'm truly inspired by the resilience and the ingenuity of our industry and the people within it. We've learned over the past year that digital environments help fill the gap, but do not fill the void of face to face. As we move into a time where face to face events become possible, none of us possess a crystal ball to fully predict what the future will look like, though I wish I did, and I think we all wish we did. One of the analogies I've used throughout the pandemic is that if we had a crystal ball, it would actually be a crystal ball made of stained glass. To me, that means there are bits of clarity and understanding, but there also is a lot of color, even some darkness, and overall, a lot of murkiness when it comes to trying to predict what the future will look like. That's what I've loved about our next event and community initiatives. It's provided invaluable opportunities to come together as an industry to share these moments, whether good or bad, and to collectively learn and pave the way for the future, the next in meetings, incentives, and corporate events industry. We've seen that vaccines, the health of our airlines, and the ability of organizations to retain talent will continue to guide and be important in the industry. But the experience design of events is really within our reach to harness. More than ever before, we'll all need to rely on design, behavioral science, and human behavior to execute an event and really any event, whether that be digital, hybrid, or face-to-face. Design is going to drive our events industry into the future. And I know we already heard Megan's four C's, but I wanna share four key actions that I think every organization needs to focus on as well. The first is personalization and customization. It's important to understand the entire human being and what drives their behavior. Consider the experience they have had throughout the event lifecycle not just their time spent at the event itself. Make every single guest feel immersed in the experience as though it was created just for them. The second is design. Copying and pasting face-to-face events into a digital setting simply does not work. Neither does tacking on a digital event to a face-to-face event. An event is much more than the hours or days spent at the venue or delivering online content. We need to make sure we're considering the entire event journey and designing around that journey. Next is innovation. Consider the entire person and all of their various needs, then create opportunities for guest centricity. Weave solutions for guest sentiment throughout, whether it be something like focusing on well being or sustainability. And finally, and what is perhaps the most important, is learning. We have to make sure from an organizational perspective, that we are learning from the lessons of the pandemic. As we've discussed throughout this series, we need to understand our challenges, what caused them, and what they mean for our future. As we move forward, we can keep these in the back of our minds. You know, our industry is changing every day as we all learn to adapt to the changing and changed landscape. And all of us at Merit's Global Events are excited to see how we can transform the future of events for the better. This concludes our Events Unpause series. If you haven't already listened to episodes one, two, three, and four, I really encourage you to do so. In each episode, we dive into a different facet of the post-pandemic events industry. We really hope you found this podcast useful in informing your event strategy. If you still aren't sure where to start with your post-pandemic event portfolio, we at Merits Global Events are here to help. Whether that be building your portfolio from the ground up or an in-depth evaluation to pinpoint opportunities for optimization. From Merits Global Events, I'm David Peckinpah. Thanks for listening.